Hello, friends. Welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with ominously ordinary Chris Brunty. Weird. And another special guest, it's the same special guest, Dynamite Daniel Quinn. Daniel, good to have you back. Hey, guys. I'm back. Hey. Now, today... In today's episode, we are going to be starting a series of deep dives into the current nation states that we've established already for this region. And the first one, appropriately enough, this should be coming out the week of Thanksgiving. We're going to be focusing on the caliphate of feasts and famine. Now, Dan, you weren't you weren't here with us when we created the caliphate of feasts and famine. And it's really because we kind of just started with the god and spitballed ideas about him or about the culture and the nation state around it. Essentially, the idea behind the Caliphate of Feast and Famine is that of the Ottoman Empire, where there is, it's it's a broad, wide-expanding, uh, somewhat warlike, I'd say warlike, wouldn't you say, Chris? Yeah, yeah uh, it, they definitely invade others. and Yeah, it's, it's an empire. It, it's an empire, but it's also a religious empire. And... Because we have them that they subjugated Hondasa. Yes, they Hondasa, the city that we created, is also under the thumb of the Caliphate of Feast and Famine. And essentially, there are two castes, the haves and the have-nots. It kind of... Um, it, it The society encapsulates the ideals of Feasts and Famine, where there is those who are wanting... And those who are constantly in perhaps in excess of want. Oh, that's they that's have super so interesting because that makes me think it's like inequality is built into the concept of that culture. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, a lot of the people in the caliphate understand and believe mm-hmm. that uh, inequality is predestined and predetermined and it's necessary to have. And, you know, there's also this idea that. With that idea in mind, there's going to be revolution and there's going to be upheaval fairly constantly because the god constantly favors those who want it more. So who wants it more than those who have not? Mm -hmm. So you have this cycle that's pretty much endless and keeps everything kind of strong, if a bit, you know, unstable. Yeah. Did you guys... The more you have to lose, the more you have to gain. Yeah. Did you guys have, like, uh, details about the god itself? Yeah, the God of Feast and Famine was actually the first divine coalescence that we created. And it was the first divine coalescence to ever exist in the world of Thousand Gods. Which is how it got such a powerful boon at the beginning, because it was two gods rolled into one, so oh. it could snowball other ones. That exactly. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I remember. And now I remember this, because that was an episode I listened to quite a while ago. <laughs> yes. It's, it, I think episode it's number our, one. Yeah. No, I think it was episode number two. Because yeah, it was episode number later. two because we came to it with our respective uh, gods yep, and then created yep, yep, it. Yeah, that's right. That seems so long ago now. And uh, today, we finally get to really elucidate on the nation state that we created oh so long ago. And I'm actually very excited. And this is probably going to be a two-part episode. This first episode, we're going to be focusing on the government and power structure surrounding the caliphate, the culture, you know, kind of what makes the caliphate different, and economy and resources. So why the, I mean, what does an empire as powerful and as old as this one have that makes it as successful as it is? So gentlemen, where would you like to start? I think we should start with government and power. Uh, The caste system and how it works Are they born into it? Is it more of a nebulous thing of where, oh, you're on the bottom rung of society. You can work up, as we've suggested, or is there going to be someone who is, believes himself to be pious by the fact that they do not uh, want things? I think yes to all of that makes sense. I think, to be fair, I think that a caste system, by definition, you are born into it. It's not like you're able to just rise above easily. It's one of those things where, unless you're specifically noted, and I suppose that brings up the first question, how is there mobility within the caste system? How do you rise above? Is it always a violent revolution, or are there is there some kind of meritocracy based around it? The question is, how does the caste system work in existing societies in terms of mobility between castes? 
uh, for the most part, you have to do something pretty substantial to move up. It's where someone who is high above the other cast have to go just like, no, he is, he's worthy. Uh, let's so elevate him. can elevate them up. In, in some caste systems, yeah. Well, I've seen I, that. I mean, in, in, there are certain societies that, you know, you get knighted for extreme merit and whatnot. So why not do something like that? Yeah. Although I do like your idea where there is this really pious group that believe that they don't deserve or should not be any higher than they are now. They're essentially like aesthetics. Yeah. Or, um, you know, like those self-flagellating monks and stuff like that who just huh. refuse. Yeah. Well, this is fantasy, right? So maybe to take, to spin off of your idea of like elevation, what if it's not like just an abstraction? What if it's a, a what if it's like a, a magical or a divine elevation? Like to be moved from one caste to the other, something has to happen from a divine perspective, like those priests you're talking about to do something to you that changes your, because if you're born into a caste, you know what I mean? Actually, that's really fun. Well, not fun. I really like that idea because now I just, epiphany, let's keep that caste of monks mm -hmm. to be essentially the lowest or at least the most self-serving. And then they are the only ones who can elevate oh. the other system, so the other caste. Up. Right. Uh, so it's like, look, we're not going to move up because yeah. we don't deserve it, but we also have the most power because uh, we choose who gets elevated and how yeah. that happens. I, be, and so uh, obviously you look at them and like, yes, they're in rags and yes, they're starving, but at the same time, you still respect the hell out of them. They're wrong they outside did. of the cat system also yeah. in a way. Similar, yeah, it, it kind of in a way, yeah. It's kind of like the High Sparrows group in Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah. yeah. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to run with that. And then, you know, you have this whole caste system that deigns people above and below. And, I mean, how many castes do we want to have here? Is there, is it literally just the haves and have nots? Because I'm fine with that. You know, like there's just, you do or you don't. And there's no middle ground, basically. It might have something to do with economy then, the number of castes. Like if it's just haves and have nots, like you'd have a ton of people that are poor and a ton that are rich. Is that sustainable? From an economic point of view. I, I feel like the rigid caste system should be the have and the have-nots. And then within them, there is the social ladder. And there exists some kind of weird gray middle area type thing. Yeah, like yeah. there's going to be a, a wealthy man who is part of the haves, but he is subservient to this person who is clearly above him. Oh, I was thinking he was, like, he's one of the ones who just wastes a lot of what he has. And yet, you know, he's a glutton. He's not smart. He was born into it. You know, he's he's uh, he's just a failed businessman. He had that state company that went under. I'm sorry. I'm just talking about Donald Trump now. <laughs> oh, uh, wait. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, I could also see another way of rising throughout the uh, ranks. Military service. It's a warlike country. Ah, I True. could see that. Yeah. I could see that. It also wait. allows plenty of those people who are just like, you mean I get a bed and food? Fuck yeah, I'm into this. Mm. You could make them Wait the a monks minute, this warlike. Is a statement. You could make the monks warlike have something to do with, if we're making them the ones who do the elevation, maybe that has something to do with combat or war. Hmm. So you're, you're suggesting that you marry the two together? Like, but... Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm trying... Okay, well, yeah. hold on. Maybe we also... Maybe there's essentially two cat two parallel caste systems oh. where the monks are one part of it and then you have the generals yeah. who they are the have of that half and but but at the same time all they can do is lead armies they have no social standing they are like that's all they that's all they're good for essentially that would also really protect them from any sort of rebellion from that military caste yeah Exactly. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. I'm down with this. Uh, so we've got two parallel caste systems, and that is the. So where how, where does the power lie? I suppose right because it's a caste system, but there has to be like a supreme, you know, like one at the top, right? Or is it kind the of like a weird? Is or is it, it like a weird power being balanced between three things potentially? Four, I mean, or four, four things, yeah. Even, because then you have like the most ironically. You have the most powerful of the haves, the most powerful of the have-nots on both si on both parallel caste systems, mm -hmm. and it's like a weird like qua. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a quadumvirate. Oh, okay. What's the I word I'm looking for? Quaternary or qu quaternary? Quaternary. No. <laughs> no. 
That's just every political system is a quagmire right now. Oh, it's it's a uh, it's it's I think tet- tetrad is four. Yes, I not three. Tetra was... It's four. Is it? Yeah, tetrad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Strangely. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was a caliphate? Isn't that usually caliphate like ruled by princes? Caliphates are religious. Yeah, but I mean like the word. Like, does that mean ruled mm, by princes? I do believe that a each calif- caliphate owned his own kind of was oh. kind of like a lord or a duke. Well, yeah. he a, owned a, a caliph is a religious figure though. Okay. It's not it's not royalty. It is. But but how the Ottoman did it was it was just like this man owns this partial of land and Oh, oh yeah. And and that's actually kind of an important thing as well is I imagine that the the way that they rule is very in a lot of ways hands off. Like they as long as you pay tribute to them they're totally fine with you governing your own system, which is why Hondasa runs the way that it does. Because essentially they don't care. Like, yeah, rule the way you want to rule, mm-hmm. worship the God you want to worship. As long as you pay us money. And as long as you, when you come, when you are called, that's fine. And, and I think that's an important thing to it. I also had this kind of um, ancient Persian empire type thing where you see these irregular units that are just made up of all of the, the lands that are conquered and they're like, all right, what can we do? Your specialists are archers. Your specialists are cavalry. Your specialists, what do you guys do? Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. We'll find a place. Don't worry. We'll, we'll figure it out for, for the back for now. Go so to the back. are right. these generals, the ones unifying each caliph? Cause they're at the top or is it like who, like when, the, when these, when the leaders of the, of both ends of the spectrum come together, like what's their body look like? Like what's the council look like? I guess to make it a I, I, that's kind I of could tough. see it being a council of all the different little uh, dukedoms or uh, lordom caliphs. Caliphs, yeah, yeah. Right. The council of caliphs. Actually, what we could do is we could have one is act. There's there's one per caste that are all representative of that caste, and they're essentially like, look, we are the one. We're the four pillars of the caliphate. Uh-huh. Uh, not to get too religious in, in terms of like what we have as a, a real world parallel, but we have the five pillars of Islam, but that's more of like a cultural thing here. We could have four pillars of the caliphate as an, as a governmental body or essentially like a, a power structure type thing. Are they elected or born into it? I imagine born into it because or appointed by the monks. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the, the God of feast and famine was originally once the God of hunger and the god of the fates, and they divine coalesced into mm-hmm. the gods of uh, the god of feast and famine. So I don't think that like you work your way up and you're a plucky farmer and then you're a cow. No, 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 no. You are born into this. You are ordained on high, and that is how it works because that's how the fates mm-hmm. have deemed it so. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Of course, there are historical contexts where, you know, there's someone who wasn't ordained, but they definitely slipped in there somehow. And guess what? That was faded as well because that's how that type of yeah. preordained magic type stuff works. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a good wrap up for government and power. I mean, having an emphasis on the military also kind of shows and leads into culture, which I think is important because, you know, it shows that they have a deep respect and emphasis on military power, much like, you know, the Romans, if you wanted to serve, then I mean, if you wanted to be a senator, you had to serve in the military. And in this way, we can also, again, lead into culture and go from there. So what makes the caliphate of feasts and famine so different and so unique? Hmm. Well, it has to tie into the two extremes, right? So um, either having an excessor or lacking. So maybe there's something about temperance in their culture that matters. What do you mean? Um, so temperance being a balance of two things. So like maybe even if you're like on the bottom of the rung, you know, you have kind of like a not stoic. What's the word? Um, like a Spartan approach to life. Mm-hmm. So like even then you don't do things to excess or to you know to keep a balance between the two. Or or maybe on an individual level, you mm-hmm. essentially choose. This is the thing I'm going to feast in my life, and this is the thing I'm going to famine in my yeah. life. And maybe that's kind of prevalent throughout the culture. So maybe if you're a skin and bones kind of rat, like really thin and like rags, maybe you're rich in some other way. Or maybe you're like, that's what all sages look like are, are rags, essentially. Or maybe in the opposite end, maybe if you're a chef, you're just like this bulbous, like 
really just glutton of a man, but you're very, when it comes to something else, you're very, you, you yearn for They're devoted for to those two. So they have put a devotion right. to each of those ends. Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, because you. One you is your anchor. Yeah, yeah. Like you're anchoring. Exactly, exactly. You, yeah, you, yeah. you choose two things that you are devoted to being a feast for and a famine for, and then you live these lives of extremes, mm-hmm. you know. Where and it takes a balance, a temperance, to keep them in check. Exactly, yeah. right. I could also see one of the important things being for them, uh, I don't want to say like a Sabbath-like day, but just a day of when it's just like, all right, yeah, we, do, we don't eat on Friday. And then oh, we, yeah. And then we feast on Saturday. Absolutely. Like, uh, again, going back to kind of closer to real world really but like ramadan where there is a a period of fasting followed by you know like having a communal moment together so maybe we make that essentially their weekend right where first is the day of famine where no one eats not like no matter the cast and then the next day after that is the day where everyone comes together in the streets and there is uh feasting and everyone like throws away money and you know whatever and, uh, oh, g- going back to that kind of personal feast and famine thing, do you want that to be an individualist uh, kind of credo where you're allowed to pick or you're, like, family? Maybe it's based on your family. Maybe it could derive from your cast. Um, maybe one of the priests does, like, an augury and decide, oh. and just like, hmm, well, it looks like you're going to be celibate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, man, that's neat. Like that's a, yeah, that's mean, really right? cool. Let, let me get these dice bones out. No, and... no, no, no. I want aruspice if we're doing it that way. Aruspice is where they take an animal and they gut oh, it and they I read see. the entrails and Entral stuff like reading. that. Yeah, yeah. Because again, I mean, feast Roman. and famine right there. You know, come on. And that's also faded, which is great because mm-hmm. it's kind of reading your that, fate. Yeah, that's you know? a really yeah. great idea, Chris. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. All right, so let's. So we've got that. Okay, I really like where mm-hmm. we're going with this. What else, because in Hondasa, right, when you look at a, I think one of the best things that we did with those episodes, by the way, the Hondasa episodes, I think they're episode four and five. They're one of our least listened to episodes and oh, they're really? one, yes. And they're ones that I am the most proud of because I love the city of Hondasa so much. Labor of love. It really was labor of love. It was our first, anyway, <laughs> but I say that only because I want more people to listen to those episodes, but I get back to it because what can we say? Because when I think of Hondasa, I think of the NPCs and the and the characters who are living there. I have a very vivid image of what they look like and who they are in my head based on the kind of like stereotypes that we created around them. I mean, in Hondasa, they are loud and they love to debate and they like things a certain way, and but they also don't like to mince words. There's a lot to it there. So I want to do something like that with uh, the Caliphate because... What does it look like? What, how can you like spot like if you're if you're traveling down the road and you meet someone for a minute, you have a brief conversation, you're like, I know exactly where you're from. Mm. I've I know who you are based on that. Well, this is this is a culture of extremes, then, right? Sure. Is that reflected in like how they dress in any way? I feel like there would be some people who are extravagantly dressed with like silken robes bejeweled okay they're gaudy as or if you see a group of people could it be that you know that they're from this place because you can tell that they're clearly from different castes together that's actually one thing that i had in mind as well yeah like where you can tell like there is a man who is incredibly well dressed and Mm -hmm. well robed and he is talking very kindly to a man in rags. Right. And so it's this kind of weird dichotomy. It's like if, if you go to Boston yeah. and you see a guy in downtown and he's talking to a homeless man. Right. But, but there's no aversion. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. It's like completely okay. And that's actually. That's what I like about this, this, this nation is that usually in a caste system, the caste like revile each other. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to be where it, it's not like just like no that that was your fate it could have been me mm-hmm. yeah it's it's yeah. almost like there's like hey no hard feelings like i understand what it's like and in a lot unless of ways unless someone upsets things that oh, i could of course, save. of course and, and then as soon as you step out of line you're like smacked down really hard mm-hmm. one thing okay so another idea that i had right because if you're talking about extremes right yeah. this is this is the kind of the fun thing that i wanted to do i wanted you, you know how there are certain you know ethnic groups who are called oh man you're really passionate. Mm-hmm. You're. Re- I kind of want to do something like that, where it's like they either love you or they hate you, and there's no in between. So it's That's a matter cool. of, and, and it's. I feel like it's based on a person to person basis, mm-hmm. almost like a nicer version of the soup Nazi, if that's a weird reference to kind of dig up. But it's like it's like 
It's like, oh yeah, you're cool. I'll give you soup. It's like, no soup for you. They've like, got like, like a hot and cold personality. Exactly. Right? Like, that's how yeah. they are, yeah. Because they're they've seen the world split into two halves, essentially. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I think, you know, as as kind of welcoming and as diverse as everything is, I think that they are inherently conservative because of the idea that, like, look, you don't break the mold. You do not upset the balance in things because that's how bad shit happens. Like when you were saying, Chris. That, you know, like, oh, as soon as you move or you try and move out of your cast, your, your cast, you're smacked down hard. I think that that kind of reflects in their mood and their personality and culture as well. Because they don't want to upset the balance and order of things. The other thing that I could see being big about them, and this would cause a bit more of a, of a like, cosmicology thing going on. But going back to fate and things being preordained, I think that they would be focusing on, like, Oh, this is what today's horoscope for me says. I'm going to be worried about this all day. Interesting. Okay, so they're maybe they're also particularly superstitious about omens and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I could definitely see them being the type of where suddenly they're like, "Oh, nice to meet you," and a dead bird lands and like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, um, I'm out." Meetings canceled. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I like that idea a lot. That's I mean, really fun. Never... And then people are like, "What the." <laughs> or oh imagine like if you were like in a foreign delegation and then you go to, like you're, you're like okay we're going to meet with the caliphate today and then they're like we can't do business today we're out and like we just traveled three months i don't know what to say <laughs> like, to you right now can't do it yeah just no did you not see did you not read the omens today? did you see today's sunrise you madman <laughs> i mean that raises the question about um like so it, it raises a question about, like, why do they fear that superstition? Like, is there... That, why do they have that superstition? Like, so are they afraid that if in the next life they could end up as the other end of the spectrum? Like, so if you're split into haves and haves nots, right? Like, why do you have the respect for the people who do, don't have that? That's actually a very good point, and I think that we should tie that into some kind of historical, cultural yeah. event where it's like, when these things happen, when rebellions happen, mm -hmm. you see, like, that's the fall of the empire, essentially. That's their Ragnarok. Um, something like the last, every time a revolution or like something happens with the caste system that changes, something bad has befallen the caliphate. And realistically, it's due to the fact that you introduce a destabilizing element. But in, you know, like that's the realistic part. The last revolution, we lost so much land, we lost. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, but, but they can't recognize that because their mindset is so focused on being preordained and everything like that, that they don't see that as, oh, that's the natural. But they see it as a karmic retribution. It's, okay. Exactly. It's yeah. karmic and it's against okay. their dogma. That makes of course. sense. Yes. That's why, because I, I can't, like, it's very difficult to imagine even like, say, our culture where you have. Massive inequality, right? right? And there's disrespect between the two castes, quote unquote, although it's not a caste system. So right. it's like for the two to respect each other, there must be some great fear built into the culture. Of course. And, and it's and every time it's been calamitous. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say that they've not just lost wars, but they've lost swaths of land or like it's been particularly bad each yeah. time that it's happened. To treat someone below you poorly would... Invites disaster. Yes. It invites bad fate. Yes, oh, I like yeah. that. Absolutely. That's really fresh, though. I think of a take of any culture. You know? I, yeah, I think I think that's really fun. And and uh, uh, man, that's okay. So because it's easy to do the suppressed people kind yeah, of thing, right? Of where... Whereas here they're revering the poor, which is just like I do. Never see that. I know. It's not necessarily reverence, <laughs> though. It's or just respect. More, for them. I think yeah. respect yeah. is more. It's like, hey, that's not on them that they're right. poor. But the most basic needs could still lot. be taken care of because they're yeah. just like, oh yeah, we right. we make sure that there's food in the soup kitchen. It's all from our leavings, right. but <laughs> oh, we'll make sure they're hungry. But but they won't die from starvation. Right. Something like that. Oh man, that's fucking fun. I we use this root, it suppresses the hunger. It's great for him. You know that exists as a thing. <laughs> There's Ooh. something that's that's basically like an appetite suppressant built into their culture because that's how they have to be. Food is a good question in culture if we're talking about culture. Like, yes. I mean, the Lord of the Rings scholar could tell us about some Lord of the Rings food. That's Chris, yeah. by the way, yeah. uh, for those of well, you who haven't been paying attention. So like, are you talking about like honey cakes or like as far as what so I'm viewing there. here uh, for food, I could see it being preserved and smoked food being uh, very big because big it's the deal. fact that you have to wait for it. The fact that uh, it has to go through a period of time where you're looking at it being made and you have to be patient. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking of something like what's something that you make 
that is either really good or really bad. I was thinking like a souffle because it's a matter of you can make it and then it collapses or something like that. The other thing that I could definitely see being a big deal is desserts. Of course. Yeah. Desserts are a big thing. And it's not just like, what do you want to do? Like some kind of dates? Oh, what? Okay. Fig Newtons. What, whatever <laughs> the generic Newtons. term for Fig Newtons are. What it, I what want that they? to be a, a thing. And honey, like honey drizzled. Fig bars. I believe fig bars would be the. Oh, there's got to be a regular name for Fig Newtons, right? Are, is there a wildlife that could be turned into like big roasts? Like that's unusual wildlife that lives in this area? Like hunting some particular thing since they like were an like, aurochs or something like yeah. that, or we haven't explicitly said whether or not it would be bad to eat, but an anathema. Oh, oh I mean that's decadent because I mean, you yes, have to it's hunt it. It's like a big thing you have to hunt down, and then it was just like I don't know. Anathema's I don't on the menu. I don't see it because it's like its soul is damaged. You're eating essentially a cursed beast. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing to eat it. Maybe it's the only thing you're allowed to eat during the famine part, so you don't eat anything. <laughs> Prove you fucking want oh, it. it. Like, it hurts your soul <laughs> yeah. to eat. You're just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it out That and salt bread. Oh. Yeah. Salt bread. Actually, it sounds kind of good. Salt bread? Yeah. I mean, just, just salt. That's a pretzel. Bread. That's yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, it's literally just a pretzel. Yeah, I want that. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, if we're going to be talking about, like, a caste system, I imagine that there's essentially, like, meals that are basically preordained for each cast like you get this meal you get this meal and it's like a group of meals it's not like you only get gruel but it's a matter of like you get this grouping of foods you get this grouping of foods that kind of thing i also want to put a pin into coming up with a name for the cast but rather than have and have nots yeah no we we should definitely have each each of the four pillars should have their own name but we're going to wait on that. The haves, the kind of haves, the don't have. The, <laughs> the definitely don't have. The, the, the don't yeah. wants. Oh, the do, I like the don't wants. Yeah, they sound fun. Is, is there ever a day when rules get reversed? Is that a holiday? I don't know. So there's a holiday like the where everything. Thing. Oh, like, yeah, like April Fool's. They're like, oh, man. They that wear sounds. Masks. That sounds awful. It's like a really like calm purge. Oh, they, they all wear masks on that day. So nobody knows what cast is what. That's way more fun. Fucking love oh it. my god, where everyone is truly equal yeah. and like fates can change and stuff like that. Oh, there yeah. we go, Daniel. I knew we brought you on. And then for a reason. boom, yeah. star-crossed lovers are baked yeah, in. I, I, someone oh. who's a have, you know, has sex with someone who's a not, and then their fates are intertwined. You know, but then of course they know, uh-huh. and they and they like look at each other from across yep. the cultural divide. <gasps> Rags to bridge. It's like Romeo and Juliet, but in a cast system. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking fun. I mean, and and of course, you know me. I love anything that makes me think of a million different characters that I want to hear the story of. Where it's like, this is the one that, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely amazing. Bastard born doesn't know which cast he's in. Oh, well, which, no, they, which no, fate no, they know him. because it's not hereditary necessarily. I like oh, the idea because of that, the oh, augury. The augury, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that also has to suck it. Just like, damn it, last three sons have been <laughs> fucking of the have nuts. Wow, can you imagine you like how what kind of looks you must get? Like, don't have his kid. It's gonna come out of half. Or nine, if you, know? you were, I'm, augured... I'm getting a Henry the Eighth vibe from yeah. that. It's just yeah. like, you know what? We're done. Divorce. You wife. Yeah. Let's see. Damn it. Yeah. Why like does it keep on being my wife's fault? Cursed wounds <laughs> all over the place. Or you, you, your parent was, you know, uh, have and a have not. Right. One of them dies, and the only one left is in the cast you're not in. So you, you can't know? even interact with your parents. Yes. If that's the case, if that's the case, then we have to come up with this idea that there is like. Um, there's essentially an appeal. No, 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 not, not an appeal, but like there's essentially a group of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Midwives. Oh. They're they're essentially like they're they're essentially a whole cast of nannies yeah. who all they do is like, look, this is my lot in life is to be a midwife. I'm going to be um, this this child's mother. You know, like the wet nurse type thing. That there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. especially in the, the lower class, like they would probably. I mean, they wouldn't have them on hand, but they'd have to exist to take care of them. Yeah, not only that, but that actually kind of relieves the burden of childbirth or like child rearing in general. That's an orphanage. Yes, <laughs> it is an orphanage, but it's also like a a, a fairly good orphanage because again, it's like, hey, you're taken care of, like, or like you're le- you're you're taught in the bad orphanage where it's just like, hey, look, oh no, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, 
Are, is the have not orphanage just like, hey, go run around in the street? <laughs> like, like probably. go ahead. Yeah. It's probably, I have to mention the slums, you know, like they're all these kids everywhere and they're just doing whatever. And they, oh, man, they move between families because there's not really strict, you know, fucking all right. urchins. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Let's, let's go back to food for a bit. Cause I imagine that there's a lot of rich foods. So like maybe there's a lot of butter or a lot of like heavy creams or mm. something like that. Ba- uh, kind of cheese. Che- oh, cheese is absolutely a thing. But that means that there's cows, right? Yeah, but it's also incredibly by accident. It was actually someone trying to just sacrifice milk, and then they made cheese. It was just like, oh, it's still good. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so with the invention of cows, though, that impl- or with the, with milk, <laughs> you imply cows. So, or, or, but cows require a lot of kind of. Flatland and yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't see that here though. I What's don't the see geography it. like? I mean, I guess it's a later question. Yeah, we're <laughs> oh, you, can, later. you can but get cheese from get yak. It. I was thinking goats actually, because yeah. uh, I first of all goat cheese. I I'm a big fan of goat cheese. Some people don't like it. My wife doesn't like it. Like yeah, it. and I think well, Danny, gross, yeah, yeah. I, really, I Ooh. love goat cheese. I think it's delicious. Goat cheese is delicious. Nope. I think it's a texture thing. For yeah, a lot it's of a people. texture. That's yeah. what it is. I just can't look at it. Yeah, I love it oh, on a nice bread with some honey drizzled over. Maybe if you hit it, 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 I wouldn't notice. Mouth. Like if you hide it, put, put it, it in, in your mouth. Different yeah. story. Yeah, no, no, I love it. So that's actually a good segue into the economy of like the. Goats as and being resources. a farm Yeah, animal. yeah, like what kind of economy and resources we built around. Yeah, so you're yeah, seeing yeah. it as being mountainous? No, not not mountainous. I was thinking more, uh, again, we're, we're, I'm thinking more like desert land or at least kind of... Oh, I see. Not entirely desert, but somewhere around that area. Maybe it's kind of like how Egypt was where it's a lot of floodplains and a lot of nearby uh, rivers and stuff like that. An oasis that kind of... Actually, rivers Insects. make a lot of rivers make a lot of sense because then you have uh, good years where the rivers are all and not only that, but you connect to Hondasa, who also are ba- built around rivers, and so you, oh yeah, you can go with that. So you have like the really flooded plains, and then you have the ones that like oh it's a drought, it's not doing so good this year. Is it mostly desert? Be out so with those uh, surrounding those rivers. Oh, and that also could put a spark of contention between them and Hondasa. It's just like they divert to river. That's not what fate wants. Oh, that's true. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's where they're like, oh, hey, let's move, go conquer yeah. them. Let's make sure that it gets taken care of. Yeah. What, what I mean, is, is it mostly arid, this land, besides the rivers? I'd or, like to think okay. so. Shrub well, what if, what if instead of cows, you have, like, insects? So, for example, for example. Milking like, insects? Yeah, so, like, ants, oh, no. they collect these little green um, bugs called aphids that are totally harmless, and they milk them. Yeah. So what if you've got like insects mostly in the desert, and that would feed the poor, like if they ate insects very well. You recently watched Snowpiercer, didn't you? No, I haven't. Because right? you're talking I about that, like, four insects. years ago. <laughs> no, no, honestly, because uh-huh. I, I imagine milking an aphid that's huge. Oh, <laughs> so it's, it's like a mega aphid. Yeah, it's like big. Yeah, like a cow. No, because now I'm just okay. I can't think of that without thinking of uh, Starship Troopers. It's, it's yeah. afraid. Like yeah, it's afraid. <laughs> but don't you want to know more? I really do. As long as I'm doing my part. The only reason why I thought of that is because of the desert. Like, what lives in the desert? Giant insects. <laughs> Giant insects do not live in the desert. They live in Australia. <laughs> Actually, I think I think having like kind of a wheat based or like maybe like fertile crescent type of of yeah. desert or arid area at the very least we can go with something like that and then you can elephant go milk. With... quinoa I, w- I was not thinking elephant i was thinking elephant like... milk yeah elephant milk elephants don't live in the desert <laughs> oh whoa you whoa see, like an, an, an africa savannah kind of thing yeah okay i yeah, can see a savannah yeah. but not like a no not like a dunes <laughs> no dunes with elephants no 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 i couldn't see a, an elephant Okay, so you mean like there. desert can mean everything from tundra right. to like some more savanna. savanna yeah, yeah. So I, I, some grasslands. Let, okay, let's say savanna. Okay, let's say that it's a very sure. hot, mm-hmm. arid savanna. We can kind of go with like a Pride Lands vibe. We can have lions. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, there we go. We can milk some lions. And of course, what are we milking. And of course, <laughs> what? you just want to milk everything. <laughs> giraffes, Daniel. We're going with David. Go, yes. We're milking giraffes. We gotta milk something weird, otherwise it's not fantasy. <laughs> it, no, you, that's not true at all. You can totally have a normal, like nutrisystem, whatever the fuck. It's they actually called. employ where they uh, oh. mix a elephant with a cow, and it's done by the flesh shapers. 
And yeah. that that is what they. It's the only good thing that came out of the last Jedi was the milk and scene. <sighs> so it's like we got all the blue milk. We got the blue milk. Does body good. I am so stunned. <laughs> I am I am so stunned. Right now. Wait, I actually go, going back to it. Uh, it d- d- hear me out here. Oh, if no. we're going with the giant <laughs> insect thing, <laughs> who said we're going with the giant <laughs> insect thing? Half the people here are on team giant insect. You could do insect jelly. Oh, jelly. Like yeah. a jello. Look, we've already got the insect people. Oh, oh there's insect people? I forgot No. There, we, we actually don't. No, but we have the Sea or Any Consortium with their honey oh. thing. Oh, that's so cool. That's, oh, yeah. Those are like... Yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of yeah. want to feel like we should move no, towards something else. I feel like you're not you know? on team milking random animals. I'm really not, though. <laughs> that's the thing. If anything, I'd be okay with some kind of like Ibix or something like that. That'd be an Let's acceptable. Let's do that. Or like... You know, something yeah. like, I'm, like I'm really, fine with a that. really fat Ibex. Utters. Are, are we like what kind is this, of is this a fetish thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of weird fetish are we fulfilling for you right now, Daniel? <laughs> it's a, technically it's under lactation fetish. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Damn it. Daniel. <laughs> now that I've derailed everything. <laughs> no abbreviation for it. Yeah. 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 You, mm. Well, what do you call it? lack lack fetish? Like. Oh man, this is going off the rails hard. Let's, All right, let's move so away. back to not so, we, so rich, foods, not a big dairy industry. Rich Got foods it. also um, I, either into really spicy foods, Ooh. like just heat hot spicy. Was... No, the, Handasa was more about spice, like a lot of like salt, a lot of oh spice is not spicy. Yeah, I'm talking like heat, like dangerous spicy. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. Like like the shit that if you go into like Shalimar, for mm-hmm. example, and you like. Dip your finger in, and like, and it's like just, no. your whole face is just on fire, like literal flames out of your. Maybe mouth. in those savannas, there's certain plants that have uh, like really. I have a oh no, I, I was just doing that because uh, I have sp- you're making me hungry. I have a spicy meal waiting. What do you have waiting? Pork chops that's uh, covered in this thing called blade marinade. Blade marinade. Yeah, wow. I don't. They just it, cut you. It's so no, it's pretty spicy. much ghost pepper and paprika. I think. Oh, okay. I fucking want to eat it. So yeah, you're you're talking about a meal that you would have in the caliphate, basically. Yeah. Okay. No spicy food. Mm. When, Death and, sauce. Wait a minute. Are we also talking about literal feasts here as well? Like where I think there's so. just like course after course after. So even like, so, so my my idea is now it's not just it, it's kind of like in in Rome, right? Where you don't just have one course and you're done. It's a matter of we're having at least mm-hmm. five courses. Every single meal. Also, that, I would like to interject, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, with just one tradition, and I forget which culture actually does this, but you're not allowed to stop eating until the host stops eating. Oh, gosh. I yes. love that. Yes. I love that so much. <laughs> and, like, the host will eat, oh and God. then even if you only have to pick up, like, one pee at a time, going. you have to be seen eating. Yeah. I, okay, that's yeah, that's in there. That's super culture, yeah. Absolutely in there. We're okay. just looking at, please, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and especially if, like, maybe they don't like a new member of the family, so the father, like, or the mother I keeps eating. I have eaten all day, oh, motherfucker. Yes. She, like, it's like a, mar- a marathon against, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, you uh, stupid son, piece of you know? shit. You don't yeah. even know. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Oh, well, why are you getting up? We haven't had dessert yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking about that scene from Indiana Jones where they're eating the monkey it, brain. Yeah, they're where really they serve ra- weirder, weirder things. Yeah, it's like just super racist. Uh, also, racism aside, we might want to do something like that where it's just like just. It's, it's gotta have <laughs> not the racism. No, not the racism. Speaking of racism. <laughs> Not all bad. But to be fair, you gotta add some racism. Do not soundbite that, to please. To be fair, you gotta have racism. Not staying in, just so we're clear. No, I, I agree. Racism is realistic. adds to the culture, yes. and it is realistic. But what I was suggesting <laughs> was that we we introduce the idea that there are just these absolute. So so you were saying eating anathema, right? And eating aphid milk. Let's. I'm being serious. Let's now add it in, but it's now a special occasion where it's like, this is the exotic feast. Yes. Where it's a matter of like, let's just get the weirdest shit that we can possibly find and we're going to eat that. That is something Mm -hmm. that I, and maybe it's like a, maybe it's almost like a a contest where it's like, who has the most exotic The weirdest thing. Yeah, But also have it taste good. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it ties into... Anathema milk. Oh my God. <laughs> it's it's like it. black and on fire. fire. It's all it just spicy. Like... You know? <laughs> what is that? 
But I mean, it ties the question of them having all these things, exotic things to choose from to make their feast means they must have access to those resources. Yes, and they're an expansive empire. Right. And I think Hondasa is actually a big part of that. I don't know how transportation would have to be big. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually a really good point as well. Using both Hondasa, I believe, and this spanning culture, I think they had to do what Rome did. Roads are. Oh, like, yeah. Because you want to be able to ship something from one corner to the other as fast as possible. Roads are a big deal. And I think that because let, let's just say now that Hondasa was probably one of the first vassals that they've kind of. And it's it's almost like a partnership at this point. But of course, there's still vassalage. But, you know, like they, they look at each other and they're like, look, we're, you're going to supply us with the with the materials and we're going to make roads that are amazing. Long, you know, like long roads, expanding, ro expanding roads in this universe. All roads lead to the caliphate, mm -hmm. not to Rome. Mm -hmm. Is that the is that the capital? So is the capital here like the conquered Hondasa, or is it a different? No, no, different no, no. The, no. The capital would definitely be somewhere else, okay. and that's actually what we're going to be talking about next episode. Okay. So let's let's hold off. Oh on yes, that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, and so in the next episode, we're going to be covering the overall geography of the land, right. different points of interest that are kind of like either natural wonders or something like that. And then, of course, we'll have the capital and we'll kind of deep dive on that a little bit. But for this episode, uh, we're still into the economy and resources. So, yes, having those roads, very, very important. I also like the idea we've introduced two different kind of uh, river-based cities or river-based areas. I imagine that they're also big on sailing. You know, maybe not like ocean sailing, but at the same time, they have like little skiffs or something like yeah. that. That allow for the easy transportation mm -hmm. of goods, especially the rivers. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, kind of. I think that. I think that's kind of important as well. And maybe they're not necessarily. We're not. I, I would probably suggest that the rivers aren't like really strong rivers. You know, like it's not like rapidly pushing, but it's kind of like a still lazy river, so they can go up and down the river a little bit easier. And, and again, just la allows for the easy transport of goods and services. Just picturing a really fat dude in a, in a tube. <laughs> in a tube. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. What about trade? That's a big part of the economy. Like, what are they trading out and what are they getting in? Like, are they importing that's, that's a good point. I, I think since they own a large piece of land, it could also be the fact that, uh, and being militaristic, it could be easy that... All right, you can come through this large swath of land. You don't have to worry about bandits, but you do have to worry about tolls. Tolls are, yeah, that's a good point. I think toll roads would be really important. I think that they'd have to have some kind of, I think stone and metal would also have to be really important to kind of continue to push that. All right, so I, one of the things that I want them to kind of have to import is wood of any kind. Like, I think that they'll have wood, but not necessarily like a, a wood of good quality or one. It's kind of like how uh, the, the people of the steppe, you know, like they kind of have a, a Mongols, for example. They had really excellent recurve bows, but the wood that they had to use, they literally had to take several pieces and lacquer it together. And one of the things that happened with the Mongols is if it rained, that lacquer comes apart and their bows become significantly worse. Oh. So they're, they're really dependent on the weather. Which now brings me to the people of Feast and Famine. They are really dependent on, you know, like, oh, bad weather? They're not going to have a good time. Because, again, it's Feast or Famine. If you have good weather, you're good to fight. If you're bad weather, you can't. So, uh, in that case, poor wood quality, kind of a thing that I wanted to focus on. So, if they're looking to import wood, that's a good thing. And the other thing that I want them to have that's of good quality, stone and... Um, and metal. Well, at least at the very least, I want them to Iron. have a really good support supply of metal, like some kind of a, a, a strong mineral. Yeah, stone and iron that gets you forts and arms. And I, I think with the militaristic background that we're trying to build, that should be a foundation. Yeah, I, I and I think that that would support the idea of you know like it's it's a matter of well we're militaristic because we have strong you know strong materials and stuff like that. Are they are they the kind of people who have mercenaries, or is that too much out of the ordinary? Mm -hmm. I'm saying like, do they do they sell their forces for a profit? I don't see it happening. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm just inclined to say no too. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure why. I think it seems I, out of their. I think it's a, like it, right? I think it's a thing of pride, also, where it's yeah. just like, no, if uh, if you wanted it, you'd have it. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's because they're destined to be that way. So why would they be employed by others to do what they're not destined to do? If you hire us, uh, the fate will be changed. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've got we've got strong minerals, uh, stone and stone and metal, poor wood. What kind of what kind of what other kind? Of, and not only that, but toll roads. Other... What about an abundance of actual wildlife? Since yeah. they seem to have such weird access to exotic stuff. That's a good point. Kind of like fur traders, but like exotic yeah. fur traders. I now that I said like savanna lands and stuff like that, I see them decked out in kind of like lion pelts. Literally, yeah, <laughs> like, like they're walking stuff. on like in lion pelts and so, stuff like that. Like yeah, maybe like they have like crocodile purses and other that kind of weird. That does give a huge breadth of things that they could. It just like what the hell is that? Oh, it's my uh, zebra shield. Yep. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. Oh, man. All of the strange patterns. Well, So there's lots of flora and fauna potentially in the savannah. That's unusual. Yeah, and I think that if you want to go back into the caste system of the military, also reflecting haves and have-nots, you're going to have the generic soldier where they're basically just faceless. You know, like they all, it's like soldier number two and they all look the same. They're all outfitted the same. And then you have... The haves, which are, they're essentially irregulars, but they're also remarkably well-trained. They're essentially like you grab heroes. You're like, go out and get your own equipment, come back with your own fighting style, we'll make it work in the army, and it's like, what do we got? Okay, cool. Commando unit, go! Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, they're the elite, but they're also like decked on like, look at my black lion, like, you know, like that type of shit. And it's like, look at this sword that I got, you know, just stuff like that. It's I made from that- sky metal. We don't have sky metal yet, do we? Oh, ever what's sky metal? It's just a meteorite. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one of the things that I uh, I forget what they called it, but it, it happened in uh, Egypt in the sand. Uh, there were two really cool things. Uh, lightning, if it struck sand, it would form this weird kind of like pattern that they they saw it as uh, incredibly rare and very valuable because it was. They called it something like a moment of God trapped or something. Uh, that's, and first of all, neat. that's a dope name. Yeah, yeah. Right. let's yeah, let's just take a moment that. to appreciate how fucking cool that is. And the other thing was uh, meteorites and other things. Not so much the metal, but the fact that it would hit something so hard it would turn it to glass. Because it's the it's, it relates to the whole fate, the belief in fate. Like yeah. for the gods to interact with the world in any way would be like a sacred thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Right. And what's more, one in a million chance than lightning, lightning yeah. and then finding it. <laughs> Here's the here's the last thing that I kind of want to uh, approach in terms of trading valuables and resources. I imagine that you know uh, flesh shapers, notwithstanding, they're probably the biggest source of slaves in the particular region of the th- of a land, a land of a thousand gods, because I just see them like subjugating people and being like, "Hey, look, you're gonna go live as slaves for now." Where you can even have something like um, the, what are they called? The Mamelukes. So the Mamelukes were Christian soldiers who are forced to renounce their faith and then become uh, Muslim. And then they are trained like all get out and they become the masters of martial weapons and they become elite squadrons essentially. And they create, I want to do something like that where it's like, when maybe when they conquer people they separate them into groups like you're gonna go be slaves you're gonna become part of this elite fighting force that is going to supplement our army getting a real thanos vibe from where like he conquered those people and be like all right you go to the left you go to the right kill all of them i don't want it to be that bad yes but the separation is kind of it just like all right uh divide yourselves into two do they divine their fates that's when they what take i them? Yeah. Because because they've already look fate the fates have deigned it that we are now your masters. Your fates are in our hands. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is Give what the fates, fates now say. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Cool. That's cool. And yeah. then it's it's they can also like uh, divest themselves of some responsibility because it's not them that have assigned you to slavery. It's the the fate themselves that yeah. make you a slave. But, but going back to those elite groups, imagine if like part of that is also preordained, and it will kind of. It absolutely we, is. It will weed out the weak, too, pretty quickly. But I'm just picturing, like, some fat merchant guy just like, yep, and you're going to become a warrior. Uh, what? <laughs> and then, and again, and then you have the cool montage where he, like, trims down. And it's basically like Antonio Banderas from the 13th Warrior, 
where he learns how to fight and then it's like, oh, okay, I guess I have Stockholm Syndrome now. But moreover, to, to go back to the Mamelukes a little bit, it's important to recognize that they really start to see one another as a brotherhood. And it, it and it's no longer like, hey, I'm a captive. It's more like, hey, no, I'm, I'm here. And they, because I think at some point they allow them to to release themselves like there it's like hey you've served your time you can now go and leave back to your own home life but i think the majority and I they just stay because yeah. they're just like no i like this life yeah because like there, there's a brotherhood and it's like there's a bond that's created amongst the other mamelukes i could be completely wrong about that i could be mixing two of my histories together but i don't care anymore because that sounds so cool that i want that to be a thing i keep Picturing a really armored, decked out, buff looking Marmaduke. And it's. <laughs> you mean the dog Marmaduke? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. No, it's not. I love it. The Mamelukes are cool. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't show Marmaduke. It's Damn it. Okay. Now. I might be mixing Mamaluke with Janissary, and I'm going to have to look it up after uh -oh. the podcast. Janissaries are pretty cool. Janissaries are pretty cool, and I can't remember if I'm mixing the two histories together, and I apologize anyone who's listening. Either way, we're picturing Marmadukes now. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not looking. I'm <laughs> like not I'm thinking so of a great game. Right like an Sorry. Undertale when you had to yeah. fight the dog knight. It's and they're just different colored that, dogs, you know, because like, some of them are black dogs, some of them are yellow. We're going to be doing Pugmire now? Is that what's going to be happening? <laughs> armor. All right, I think, on that, I think on that note, I think that's a good note to go out on. Um, yeah, so... Daniel, thank you again for coming as our extra special guest. And for World Build with us, remember, if you want to email us at any point to ask us questions, correct me about my Janissary oh, slash great. Mamaluke history. I'd slash love Marmaduke. that. Do not, no, do not. <laughs> if you're Marmaduke do fans. Not email me about, do not email me about Marmaduke. <laughs> I will delete those emails. Actually, no, I'll forward them to Chris so you can laugh <laughs> at them. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, but if you if, if there's anything you want to send to us, you can email us at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Let's World Build. And uh, I think I've got some other stuff, but for now that it's good enough. And Whatever. send all of your hate mail to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Prunty at gofuckyourself.net. <laughs> That's wow, a cool that, domain to anyway, own. I want that. Yeah, domain. it's actually pretty dope. It's good work. It's just pictures of me. I look at it every day. This <laughs> <laughs> is his own worst enemy. <laughs> All right, folks. So thanks again for listening. I am Rob Hilferty here with Chris Prunty and Daniel Quinn. Until next week, we will see you and we love you very, very much. Take Happy care. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, or if you don't celebrate either, hey, go have yourself a good week. You know what? Binge and purge in honor of the god of feast and famine. Unless, unless, don't do that actually. I take that back. Hold on. <laughs> don't tell people how to live their life. <laughs>